This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 17, and I'm James Eek. Karate Do was born combining the fighting arts, which had been studied in Okinawa 500 years ago, and Kempo, which was introduced from China. As you can see, in many countries, fighting martial arts have been handed down in each country. Some remain a national sport, and others remain just a sport amongst others. In Okinawa, for a long time, using any kind of weapons was prohibited because of a policy of prohibiting weapons. For this reason, they had to invent the way to fight without a weapon. This was especially true in the beginning of the 17th century, since it was thought that fighting martial arts, referring to Chinese Kempo, was invented among the Okinawan samurai because their weapons were banned. In Okinawa, before it was called karate, it had two names. One was nahate, and the other was shurite. These are names of regions. The sources of present-day styles are these two te. Nahate, invented by Higiona Kanono Shihan, who went to Fukuken Sho in China and learned Chinese Kenpo, which which was combined with Nahate and named Shoriru. Shurite was represented by Matsumura Soken Shihan. The history of Gojuru begins with Miyagi Chojin Shihan, who is unparalleled. Miyagi Shihan was born in 1888 to a farmhouse in Naha, Okinawa. He had practiced karate since he was 14 years old, with Kenro Shihan. In 1904, when he was 16, he was ordered to go to Fukuken Sho, China, and practice Chinese Kempo. In China, Miyagi received rough, rough and strict training. At the same time, he studied theory from old books. After he came back from China, he compared Chinese Kempo and Okinawa Te. Miyagi adopted his unique and effective way of breathing which he called ikibuki, a way of preliminary exercise that is necessary for mastering karate-do. Ikibuki is also supportive scientific exercise that is related to the structure of the body and its movement. After that, Miyagi continued studying and reorganizing both Chinese Kenpo and Okinawan Tei's merits, adding his own ideas. This is how Goju-do was born. Goju-ryu's name was extracted from the Bubishi, a Chinese documentary record. One of eight kyo phases, precepts of Chinese martial arts, in the Bubishi, the once secret white crane and monk fist boxing text owned by many Okinawan karate masters, is called Ho Goju-ryu. Because it means the method of absorbing and releasing hard, go, and soft Jew. The style was named Goju-ryu. Miyagi taught karate at an Okinawan police training school, a Naha public business school, an Okinawan teacher school, and an Okinawan health center. In 1929, Miyagi was invited by a karate club at Kyoto University and Kansai University with honor to become an advising teacher. He was then invited to teach permanently at Ritsu Meikan University, 
Over time, Miyagi spread his method throughout Japan and took the initiative of Gojudo. Gojudo Karate-do is composed of yo or yang, which is positive, and in or yin, which is negative, as the ideograph Go and Ju indicate. This is why the fundamental idea is so unique and has beauty. The, the eternal life of the universe develops with positive and negative working together. This is the same for the lives of humans. Life has yo and in or go and ju, both sides for all our lives, sometimes connected by becoming the will and harmony. The ancients who chose karate as a means of fighting endured their strict and rough practice to protect themselves and to win. You can see that Gojudu is still keeping a primitive form for actual fighting when you practice the Sanchin and the Tensho Kata, which represent Go and Ju. In Sanchin, you make the whole body, all the nerves and everything extremely tense and do not let your guard down even for a moment. On the other hand, Tensho, you do not show a gush of fighting spirit. You keep it inside your body and you wait for a chance to use it. As a result, Tensho draws a gentle curve and flows. The results of Gojudu use, use its own unique method of breathing, which is called Ikibuki. The technique can be changed from Go to Ju and Ju to Go. While you move without distraction, you still go along with the movements of the opponent. If the opponent comes by Go, you respond with Ju and restrain him. If the opponent comes by Ju, you use Go and temper him. Ikibuki is the way of breathing that controls conscious breathing from ordinary conscious breathing. You go with the movement and the breathing of the opponent and lead your physical condition to most advantageous situation. It is useful for concentrating your muscles and your mind. Gojudu has many postures that use the names of animals like the cat, dog, crane, tiger, dragon. In Ikibuki, you can imagine that a lion is roaring. When animals stand ready to fight, they're on their guard and all the power is concentrated for fighting. That form does not have anxiety or fear. They're just thinking about defeating the enemy. There's no desire or self-gratification and no dishonesty. You can say that they are desperate. The reason that the color of the old Budo is very strong in modern Budo is that we see the importance in the forms and the ikibuki of these animals. These aspects are the original aspects of Go. However, it is not perfect to emphasize the aspect of Go. In other words, the height of the form. If a strife of Go is on one side, there has to be Ju on the other side on the order that avoids the strife. That is how character building can be accomplished by Gojudu. In the future, Karate-do should not be a technique to defeat humans. When it gives an edge to others and yourself, then initially it becomes a precept as Do, and practice becomes valuable. In modern times, there's a method of instruction and a way of studying Karate-do as a sport. But, Ido, but I do not know how the reader interpret Karate-do as a Budo or just a sport in common with the West. Certainly you can think there's no difference from other sports when you refer to the rules of the game. 
Also, the main purpose of sports is to train the mind and the body at the same time. This applies to Budo as well. Yet it is difficult to say that the many events that have been invented in the West are simply sport and that only Japanese ancient grappling games are called Budo. Presently, there are Olympic games and many kinds of events. Judo, Kendo, Karate-do have been introduced as sports. Their sporting elements are emphasized and introduced by many people and have also been reformed to become a sport. Still, there's a big difference in the mental attitudes between people who practice Karate-do as a sport and as a Budo. This is because our society is formed into many organizations, sometimes in a family, school, or workshop. In these societies, the purpose of sports is to make a healthy mind and body, to bring together a sense of cooperation, to make a member of society adapt to this human society. Moreover, it promotes the improvement of a member of society. By having characteristics common to all by sports, the events are used to encourage making peace in the world. But what about Budo? Budo did not originate in a peaceful atmosphere. It was necessary to protect one's life at the, t- at the time and to learn how to use Budo as a weapon and to achieve one's responsibility as a warrior. It was the warrior's duty to develop spirit. This rule was established in the hierarchy. It was the theory of a warrior to desire winning a war. Modern Budo is not the extension of ancient Budo. Right now, there is no hierarchy like in a samurai society. Society does not force you to destroy human life. However, one of the conceptions of ancient Budo is skill inherited in modern Budo. Before warriors practiced Budo and respected it as a Do, suffering and facing death. In spite of the fact that death is the destiny of all human beings, the idea of death is dreadful. I do not know that the ancient Budo philosophy was resisted by human beings facing death, and yet also the way of character building to learn to overcome death. For a living thing, instead of knowing that life is the most precious thing, death, death was not. As a result of putting oneself in the knot, they could ignore their fear of death. In the ancient Budo book, the Hagakure, it is written that Budo is death. In these words, you can find the spirit of Budo, which is superior to death. In other words, an object of the fear of death is neither others nor weapons. It is oneself. As a result, it was necessary to obtain a technique to protect oneself and one had to have a strong spirit to correspond to that. When one could overcome a conception of death, there was an improvement of a human being as a samurai. When it was developed, karate-do was used in place of weapons and studied that way so that the spirit of the samurai was needed at the beginning of its conception to learn karate. Now there are rules but the techniques and the elements have not changed. The goal of many sports is competition. However, there is a sense of entertainment or of hobby. On the other hand, karate is the fight against oneself without having an object. 
In sports, records are saved and defeating these records become the success. They are introduced to many people as a means of character building and harmonizing mankind and they are kept. In Karate Do, there is nothing to be recorded. The more superior is judged by the technique used. Now, Karate is a battle against oneself and a means of the way of one's life not to defeat others or to die. This solitary fight is to know one's own spirit and the desire to the knot that is superior to the limitation of the body. If one's aspiration is a formal victory or defeat, that is just a stage of learning techniques, not a faith or kyo or mu. As an author, I also studied yoga and Shinto to seek this faith. I also trained myself to get closer to the strictness and mystery of Do. In conclusion, it is not necessarily necessary to be strong even though you practice Karate Do. You want to be stronger than others because you compare your strength with others. The object of Karate Do is Do, not comparing with someone else. And this Do will continue forever and ever. So that is from a book called The Cat by the Japanese Goju Karate founder, Sensei Gogen Yamaguchi. Um, for those that know anything about me, one of the black belts that I managed to earn a long time ago was in Goju. And I've studied both Okinawan and Japanese Goju. And I really enjoyed it and I learned a, a ton from training in it and later teaching it. Um, the amazing thing about the author of this, the Gogen Yamaguchi sensei, um, like I said, his name, his book was The Cat. It was also his nickname. And it came about when he actually battled against a tiger, if you can imagine. He was an incredible man. And I had a, the great opportunity to train with his son at one point a long time ago. Um, and the karate that I learned training with his son, it was a very authentic and hard system. The one thing I remember is how his knuckles looked. <laughs> um, they were from, it was very, uh, his hands were weapons, I'll put it that way. Um, the important thing to know, though, in this is not just the fact that I'm sure Gogen Yamaguchi's hands were similar as his son's, not that his hands were the weapons, but what he talks about in this writing, which is the dough. Do is the Japanese word for the way. And that's way with a capital W. It is a way of life. It is the way to something more. It's the way to enlightenment. And Yamaguchi Sensei really promoted this idea that uh, karate was intended to be a vehicle for... Um, self-perfection, perfection of the body, the mind, and the spirit. Or you could look at it as a vehicle towards enlightenment. 
Um, he was very much a mystic, and there's lots of pictures of him out there um, practicing his kata or meditating under a waterfall um, and doing various other interesting things. Um, I think he's well worth looking into if you're interested in in studying the great martial artists of time. And if you're listening to this podcast, I would guess that you probably are. <laughs> um, he talks about the importance of breathing in terms of your karate. Um, I remember once, again, this is years ago when I was training with a Okinawan karate master and we were driving around, we saw some kids getting into trouble and I asked him, sensei, you know, what do you think about that? Um, and he looked at me and he just said that he didn't think they knew how to breathe. And that really stuck with me. And then reading this and um, Miyagi Sensei and later uh, Yamaguchi Sensei having such an important view on breathing in the martial arts, um, I think that's something we forget nowadays. And it's not just a matter of making sure you breathe as you're punching and kicking. It means learning how to breathe. It means learning how to have control of your breathing. It means learning breath control, mindful breathing, and various other techniques. Most of us don't even breathe properly. And actually, while I'm on this topic, um, I'm just actually finishing up a uh, what's going to be a very thin and, and small book on breathing. Um, but look for that coming out fairly soon, I would imagine. Um, because I can't really stress just how important breathing really is uh, in terms of your martial arts, in terms of your life. Uh, the thing is, is most of us if not all of us, breathed perfectly when we were first born. Um, but then we got stuffed into desks and taught how to sit <laughs> and instead assumed these L positions at best and maybe kind of U or zigzags <laughs> of shapes of our bodies that make it so we started to breathe from our shoulders and from our rib cages instead of from our diaphragm. And there's a whole lot of negative things that comes from improper breathing. Um, once you learn how to breathe properly and introduce it into your life, you'll find that it has a lot of benefits um, immediately just a lowered stress level. There's a reason why when you got upset when you were little, your grandmother told you to take some, take 10 breaths <laughs> and uh, to relax because there is a connection there. Um, the other important thing to note in this writing is that Yamaguchi writes about that the fight that is the most important one is a fight against oneself. It's to know oneself. I like the, the quote that is attributed to Socrates and that's that an unexamined life is not worth living. And your martial arts really should be that. It is not about punching and kicking and you know winning a piece of something and personal glory. It is about 
learning how to be a better person, how to treat people better, how to live better, how to find out who you really are. And that means facing a lot of things that you don't like as well. And then you keep just going on. The greatest opponent will always be yourself. It'll be through all of the challenges that your life is going to bring you. Um, But it's also going to be about you as you age and you as you change. You have to remember that every five years or so, you become kind of a new person. Um, You have a different kind of body as you get older. And if you're young right now, you won't believe it, but you will. Um, And everything changes. And the martial arts really ultimately is about that battle. It's a battle with you, with your baggage, with your drama, with your weakness, with your strength. And I really like how Sensei Yamaguchi points this out. And I like how he points out the concern of making a martial art into a sport. It's not that it's wrong, as he says, having a sport is a good thing too, but it's also important to preserve the truth as well. In this, he talks about the Budo, the warrior's way. And that is why I named my book (laughs) what I did, Warrior's Way. That is the Budo. That is what we all should be aiming for, is the transcendence of all these things that we believe are us, about facing our own fears, our mortality, everything, and then pushing on through and becoming better. And then once you get better, you just keep the process going and realize more and more how little you know and how much more work you have to do. So moving on, uh, today's question is um, links in these concepts pretty well. And it's how do you deal with life and getting older while you're continuing to train? Um, I'd have to say quite simply, the most important thing is simple. Train, show up, get on the mats, do the work. It doesn't matter if you're tired. It doesn't matter if you had a terrible day. It doesn't matter if you lost your job. Doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Get on the mats and train. Even if you can't do things like you would want to, get in there. If you're injured, sit and learn with your eyes. The only time we don't train is when we are sick and don't want to pass something on to everybody else so nobody else is training. Right? You need to make your training central to your life. You need to be gentle with yourself. You need to understand that life is going to throw things your way and you need to learn to deal with it. You're going to have to learn that you are going to change. You're going to have to be compassionate to yourself as time goes on. But you also have to recognize that you need to push yourself, that this body is a machine and it wants to work. It doesn't matter if you're 10 or 110. You need to be creative. If you get bored of your martial arts, it is not your teacher's fault or the other people's fault. It's your fault. You were not creative enough. You did not drive yourself. You did not have that fire burning. 
And understand that in 10 years from now, you're not going to be the same person you are today. And that's okay. That's okay. But you're going to be better in a lot of ways if you train. You may be at a point in your life where physically 10 years from now, you won't be the same as you are right now in a big way. But that's okay. Because think about the encyclopedia that you are walking around and sharing with others. The martial arts is about you, but it's also about helping others. I'd say that it's important that we always have maintenance as we are going on in our lives and training for any period of time. I've been at this for going on um, in a little while. It'll be 40 years. You have to maintain this machine. That means you need physical fitness, mental fitness, and spiritual fitness. Um, And if you pick up a copy of... um, my book, Warrior's Way or A Wolf in the Woods. I go into some of this a lot more in depth, Um, probably not on a podcast because that uh, will go on forever. (laughs) Anyway, so I think we'll we'll tie it up there. Um, Dig into Gogen Yamaguchi and Chojin Miyagi as well. Two incredible martial artists from history and not all that long ago. Get out there and keep training. If you aren't training yet, train. If you're training a few times a week, see if you can't train a little bit more. Get to the gym. Learn to meditate. Practice your breathing. Find a good school if you're looking. You want to train hard and you want to have some fun in this life. So... Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review. Um, we have a Facebook page now, so take a look for Warrior's Way podcast on Facebook. Um, feel free to send me some questions um, or anything that you might want to see covered. Um, like I said, if you like what you hear, you can support this awesome free podcast by picking up a copy of um, any one of my books that are out there. You can find them on Amazon. I'll put the link on the Facebook page as well. Um, so you can find them just by clicking. But uh, I'm pretty sure most of you know how to Google. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review um, wherever you're listening to it and spread the word. Um, link it in your Facebook or whatever social media you, you use. Um, tell your friends about it and let me know what you think. If you're enjoying it, let me know. And that's it for me for today. Get out there and have some fun and train hard. Be good to yourself and have a great life.